Hello again. Welcome to Around the Rotary with me, J.P. Warren. And with us today, we have Nick Williams, account manager at Lean Drilling Systems. How are you doing today, Nick? Not too bad, my man. How are you? Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, pretty good. I'm, I'm glad you're on. And I, actually, just so everyone knows, uh, Nick and I were discussing, this is the first time we've actually spoken. And uh, and I guess through this uh, through stay-at-home orders and through the, the, the quarantine, I actually I actually thought you were living in Houston. So uh, he, you, where are you at again? I'm in Thornton, Colorado, just north of Denver. Just okay. Did you grow up there? I didn't, man. I grew up in Indiana. Okay. So. All right. Well, uh, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. There you go. <laughs> All right, Nick. I'll tell you what. So the reason why uh, we brought Nick on um, today is, uh, well, I was we were on uh, LinkedIn. I was on LinkedIn. And I noticed that uh, he was, and we can get into this later, uh, that he's kind of stepped up his uh, social media presence on LinkedIn and offering video content. And that's, again, I want to bring up that up later. But anyway, he kind of uh, struck me as, a, as an interesting person that would be a great uh, guest on the show. So that's why you're here today. So why don't you, give us, why don't you kick us off? Give us a little background about uh, how you broke down the oil field and where you're at now. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, really about me and, and kind of where I'm at and, and how I've gotten to where I am is, is all centered and all, all goes back to my family. Uh, a wife and three boys, um, nine, seven, and three. So I'm just chasing those kiddos around the house right now. But um, all the decisions that we've made have, have been based on family. My wife and I have been married for 12 years. And uh, right, right when I got out of college, I started uh, coaching college football at uh, Missouri Southern, a Division II school down in Joplin, and um, got my master's, did that for an extra year after, after I'd received my master's and decided and realized that not everybody got paid like Nick Saban. So wanted to do do something different. And uh, my defense coordinator at the time uh, knew a guy that knew a guy, just like everybody else in the oil field, right? Uh, right. His brother was good friends with uh, the head honchos down at Pathfinder Energy Services in, in Lafayette, Louisiana, and got me a job. And so with a master's degree and everything I had in tow in my 2001 Monte Carlo, I moved down to Lafayette, Louisiana, nice. sight unseen, and started buffing and painting subs and got involved in the oil field from a shop perspective, putting together um, MWD kits and putting together, you know, stabilizers, non-mags, all that good kind of stuff, preparing jobs and having absolutely no idea what I was getting into. Um, so from there, about uh, a little less than a year in Lafayette, Pathfinder had an opening in, in Texas and my wife and I had always wanted to go to Texas. So we didn't have any kids at the time. So we jumped on board. Um, little did we know that it was Midland, Texas and Ooh, it was yeah. not uh, Texas we saw in pictures. But uh, um, we made the most of it. We were down in Texas for four years um, to kind of keep it short. I, I ended up getting in on the motor side with Pathfinder. And that's kind of where my career has, has taken off is, is, is from the motor side of the directional business. Um, about four, like I said, four years in, in Midland. Um, at that time, Slumberjay had purchased Pathfinder um, through Smith. So they were looking to expand their business up into the Denver area and they wanted a motor shop to go along with their rotary steerable shop in, in the Denver area, Commerce City to be exact. And uh, they were asking for volunteers and my wife was ready to move again. So um, we ended up in Denver, got, got uh, uh, afforded the opportunity to open up that shop, um, which is a learning experience going through a big corporation like Slumberger and the ins and outs and the red tape and all that stuff was, was an interesting um, perspective. But then, learning motors and, and expanded my knowledge there, got us up to Denver. And then um, about 2005, July of 2015. So uh, the last time we had one of these little slow guys, I decided it was time to get into the sales industry. 
<laughs> what what a perfect time to get in a sales uh, what perfect sales time. role also. Yep. So uh, actually stayed with it was still with Slumberjay. Um, they own Dyna Drill, the power section manufacturer. Uh, and uh, I'd worked closely with those folks and kind of just transitioned into it. It was something that was uh, fun. It got me out from behind the desk. It was meeting new people. It uh, it kind of spoke to my personality a little bit as far as just something different every day. Uh, so I did that for about two years. And, and as I said, all of our decisions based on family had the opportunity to move down to Houston to Katy to uh, be uh, U.S. sales manager for Dynadrill. But uh, um in the interim, I guess during this whole time, uh, my three, all three of my sons have been born. My oldest um, and my youngest both were born with cystic fibrosis. And right. so, and, and my youngest was also born with Down syndrome. So there was a lot of medical complications, a lot of things that we had to deal with. And we have become family with the folks at Denver Children's Hospital. Um, they, uh, they're, they're incredible people. They know our kids. They've helped raise our kids. And it wasn't the right time for us to move. So um, along came one of my customers with, was QES and they asked if I'd be interested in selling directional. Sounded like an interesting opportunity. Um, but, uh, I always tell people when I got into the directional game, I really, I, I found out who liked me, uh, cause the phone <laughs> didn't get picked up as easily and the, and the emails weren't, weren't just bouncing back to me. I know that game. So, so anyway, long story short, I'm now here at, uh, um, Leem, I, I recently made a jump again, a great time to make a jump in the industry. I, I just I just jumped to Leem in January. Part of the reason I jumped um, to Leem was because they have their own power section manufacturing in, in-house as well. Arcotech is a part of the Leem family. And uh, so I, I had the unique opportunity to, A, work with some really good friends. Uh, Kaylin Kanan is a good friend of mine, um, was at Cathedral, came over to Leem and uh, had an opportunity to work with him and some other folks and set up. Uh, our, our sales manager, uh, Seth Fry. And, and so I had an opportunity to work with those guys, but then also combine my two, you know, my two previous jobs and selling power sections and selling directional, getting back into the motor world a little bit. So kind of, kind of getting back into my forte and my wheelhouse and, um, um, excited about what's, what, what the future holds, whatever that future looks like. It's a little, uh, a little cloudier now, but it is what it is. So that so you went over to Leem in January, and for those that are listening right now, it's April. So only in four months, and a month and a half of that has been kind of when everything has stopped through the COVID uh, pandemic that's going on around the globe. What an interesting time to transition. Not that you could predict that's happening. So how how what are you feeling right now? What are you seeing right now uh, at, at a new company, new role um, during this time right now? I'm trying to make a hand. That's, that's, that's all I've ever, ever tried to do at any position that I'm in. Um, you know, just trying to do what I can, um, whether it be reaching out to customers on just a personal level. And, and you know, I've built a pretty decent customer base in the Denver area and, and, and know quite a few folks. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm big on relationship. I, I feel like that's a, that's a huge part of, of sales and, and problem solving. But, uh, um, and then, you know, you, you mentioned it in the opening, um, doing some stuff on LinkedIn that I, I never would have thought of doing before, but you know, you get to a point where you feel like you're spinning your wheels. I feel like a, a, what, a rat on one of those wheels, you know, just running, 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 right. not going anywhere. So I, fi- I, I figured at least if there was some social media engagement, that's, that's engagement, right? It's, it's something beyond the, the walls of my house and, and with the kid's medical condition, I've got to be a little extra careful. Uh, cystic fibrosis is a, is a disease that, that affects the lungs um, 
pretty uh, regularly. So anything like the C-19 uh, could be very devastating for them. Right. So uh, it's, it's another level of, of us trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way to do it? One of the things when we first, when we first found out about um, cystic fibrosis, we were living in Midland and they didn't have a clinic. So we had to come to Dallas. And uh, the, the doctor that we met was on his way out. And he looked at us and he said, this disease is going to be what you two make of it. And we said, how's that? What you? He said, if, if this were my first year practicing, I would tell you to take your son home and love him because you don't know how long you're going to have him. Gosh. And uh, so, sorry. Uh, but uh, anyhow, he said, but now with all the advances in the medication and everything that we're doing, he goes, this disease will be what you make it. If you tell your son he's sick, he's going to be sick. If you tell him he's got a problem, he's going to have, a, but if you treat this like part of just something he's got to do and it's life, he's going to, he's going to run, he's going to jump. He's going to do whatever he wants to do, play sports. He's going to go to school. He's going to do all these things. So we've always strived to be as balanced as possible with that. You know, Jackson plays basketball, Jackson plays football. He does all these things. Um, but there's extra things he has to do he has to do best treatments, 20 minutes a day, twice a day, he takes all this medicine and all this stuff. So now with this extra layer we're still trying to figure out yet. Yeah, yes. We want to pr pretend like there's, you know, not pretend, but we want, we want to show that, Hey, we, we've got this and our faith is going to get us through and, and all right. that but at the same time. We've definitely got to be extra cautious because, because it could be devastating if, if one of them were to get it. So. I mean, that's the thing about this. It's, 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 people are saying, Oh, there's just, it's just, you know, symptoms like the flu majority of people recover. But the thing is though, I mean, yes, you may recover. I may recover, but it's who we are in contact with that pose a real threat. So when you mentioned this, so now you're at, now you're working from home, you got three children, wife, how are you, um, I guess it's a new company too. What, how are you establishing relationships with, with customers, uh, during this time? I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, LinkedIn and putting more, uh, product, uh, content out there. Sure. But what, else, what else are you doing? So, so really just reaching out to, to the folks, the guys and gals that, that I've worked with in the past through QES and then through not now through lean, um, you know, I'm a part of the AADE board, uh, here on the rock in the Rockies. So that, that has helped. Um, we've had a couple of Skype calls. Um, there's a group of us, uh, the hell fighting horde. I'll give a shout out to the group of 16 that we right. take a golf trip every year. So every Friday that, the, you know, who, who, which ones of us can get on, get on. And, and we have a zoom happy hour every Friday. So that's been, that's been great. Those are all industry guys. Love that. Love I've that. had a lot more of a lot more interaction with sales guys in different lines of work, but on the drilling side, on the completion side, trying to figure out what the heck this rig count's going to do is one thing that I've done a lot of, right. Um, it looks pretty bleak up here in the Rockies, right. Uh, but, but mostly from a, from a customer standpoint, reaching out and, and making sure everybody's good. Right. You know, I've got a lot of, there's a lot of young engineers that I work with. They're single guys and gals that I just check on because though there, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's hectic with three kids and a wife and, and a dog running around. I can't imagine being stuck at home by myself. Um, so checking on people on a personal level. And if, if they happen to bring up work within the first week or two of this thing, then, then I'll talk with them about it. Um, as we're going forward, we're developing some strategies internally to where, how we're going to reach out from a social media standpoint, how we're going to continue to build our brand and that, and that sort of thing. But, but right now it's mostly just checking on people from a personal standpoint and, and seeing where they're at and making sure they're good from that. And Nick, that was, that's a very good point you brought up. It's, it's, it's not about the, uh, 
you're seeing a lot of people um, discuss uh, is right now the right time to do a sales pitch is right now the right time to push your product or push your service on people. And, and I think you brought up a good point uh, with all the uncertainty and uh, every activity dropping, rig count dropping. It's not time to, I mean, they know why we're here, right? They know why you're here. They know why I'm here. They know why uh, everyone else is here. Every other sales uh, person is here, but I don't, I think that's a good point. It's about establishing the personal relationships right now and checking in on people, making sure that they're okay versus going out and like, Hey, I've got the, I'll give you this discount. If you, you know, run with this. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Everybody else is dropping their price too. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. ultimately, to me, I've always looked at sales as solutions rather than rather than trying to sell a product. I want to help help solve a problem, right? And part of being able to solve a problem is being present and being there for people. And you know, if you're only there when you got a smoking deal, what's that for you, right? I, I want to be there. I, I want people to trust me, right? right. And and that trust goes well beyond whether I know what the BHA setup should be or, or you know, how, how much we can pump on this motor or, or what kind of fluid we need to, whatever. That that goes well beyond that. And I think, you know, this is an opportunity where we have an, unpre uh, an unprecedented opportunity to be able to talk to people on a little bit more personal level because they don't have everything going on right now. Right. And right, wrong, or indifferent a lot of my customers are worried about whether they're going to have a job or not. So talking to them about rig counting and, and what's going to happen down in the future is not something they, they don't want to talk about because they're worried about keeping their, you know, keeping their right. livelihood. So, um, so I agree. I mean, you, you, you've got to, you've got to be very uh, tactful in your approach. You've got to, um, you know, have a little heart and understand that. Yeah. You know, I mean, as the new guy, all I want to do is produce something, right? right. I want to produce anything. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, this is, this is times like we haven't seen in my career. It certainly wasn't this quick the first time I went through this. Um, you know, the, the end result may be the same or similar or something like that. But, I mean, this is, there's a V curve and a U curve, and this is straight off the cliff curve, you know. Right. So, so this, so establishing, uh, maintaining relationships, um, putting more content out there. So you mentioned a little bit about social media. I want to get into that. What are you seeing the importance of social media? Because it seems like there's more of a, you mentioned that there's more of a push about branding and, and getting out there and putting more product out there on, on the social media platforms. Can you go into that on, on what you see as how it's becoming more important during this, this these times? Absolutely. Um, I, I really think, you know, as as we go and, and and we you know social restrictions start to be removed and quarantine starts to end and things like this i you know there's a good chance that this continues from a sales perspective that we might not get to see our people face to face like we want to um especially right off the bat right what do you, what, what do you mean by that get into that a little bit more what do you mean so you know the the typical breakfast runs or the lunch meetings or the lunch and learns or just the hey I'm down down the hallway can I pop in your office those type of unscheduled you know off the wall things that we are used to doing as sales guys uh, and gals might be something that you know uh, operators could look at this as an opportunity that we didn't want all this traffic in our office to begin with so let's let's use this as an opportunity to change the way we work and we can be more efficient by the less people that are in the office so if it's not on the schedule for x number of days in advance then it's not happening um so I, I think i think right now the i guess the, the the word of the day for me is adaptability right and um right. if 
if I can't get in front of customers physically, how do I get in front of customers? How do they know my name? And um, regardless of whether they watch the content, pay attention to the content, uh, make a comment on it or not, you know, they're, they're seeing the content. And, you know, uh, one of the best examples I have of, of um, social media content is uh, David Ramsden Wood, DRW. Uh, the first time I met him in person, I had been following his hot take of the day. And I was like, man, I feel like I've met you before because it was a random encounter. And it finally hit me. I go, you're the hot take of the day guy. And uh, so, so whether consciously or subconsciously, people register. And then it's a lot easier to have a conversation with someone you know or you feel like you know. Um, so it's just a way to get your name out there and get your brand out there. And I think uh, if it's the only way, like I said, you know, uh, you can uh, you can sit there on the uh, the Peloton all day long and, and, and spin your wheels, but you're really not going anywhere, right? Oh, I don't even do that. I think I'm gaining the COVID 45 right now. But uh, so, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, we have a mutual friend, uh, kind of uh, inspiration, uh, Justin Gutierrez, right? Yes, and yep. um, it was at the AED Casino Night in Houston um, where my uh, business partner, Chris Zombreaker, ran. He's like, I feel like I know you. He said the same thing. Like, I feel like I know you. Like, I listen to your podcast. I feel like I love to be a part of that. So, Right. I think when you when you put yourself out there um, and you um, uh, put content out there and a little bit of personality, people do feel like they know you. They do have that connection towards you. And right. kind of going into a little, we're talking about content and uh, social media. I've seen uh, something that you're doing. Also, it seems like it was a, uh, an inspiration from Justin Gutierrez, but the uh, the Friday freebies uh, that that you've been posting on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, can you speak to that at all? Like what, what's your motivation behind that? What message are you trying to communicate and what's the purpose of it? Sure. So um, like a lot of things that I do kind of spur of the moment, but uh, it, it, it did it. It happened from a uh, conversation with Justin. He had put out, Hey, does anybody want to be on a, you know, a panel discussion? And because it made me feel like I was doing something, I raised my hand and at that time he'd already had it filled up, but we ended up connecting the next week on the phone and just, kind of going over stuff like you and I are doing right now. Um, right. Having a conversation, getting to know each other a little bit. And I just told him, I said, man, I really appreciate what you're doing as far as putting messages out there. And, 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 you know, even if it helps one person, then it was worth you posting what you posted. And um, he was, man, I really appreciate you saying that. that, that means a lot. And, and, and I couldn't agree more. So in the conversation and I get to, I get to uh, um, thinking about our conversation and, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, leadership is a big thing and it, it's just something I've always been drawn to. It's something that my college football coach was big on. And, um, you know, there's, there's always been things that I've wanted to post on LinkedIn, but I'm like, nobody wants to hear from me. Who am I? Same way. Same way. I'm no expert at anything. Right. Um, so, so, so who wants to hear from me? So I just give Justin props for doing something. And if it helps one person, then, then it was worth doing it. And, you know, uh, how could I be a man of my word and, and not, do, you know, not do something. So, so I guess that later that week, that Friday was the first time. And I just came up with a hashtag Friday freebies and uh, um, wanted to, I, I didn't want it to be about mud motors or, you know, our power section, the, the, te the technical, the, the products, the technical side. The technical yeah. Thing. It, you can get that information anywhere. Right. Right. So 
just things that I'm passionate about, I guess, you know, making an impact, uh, leadership. I wanted some new books to read. So I figured rather than just asking what books to read, here's, here's some that I've, I've read, you know, um, and, and going forward, it's, I've kind of looked at it as Friday freebies because then I've got all week to figure out what the inspiration for that week is going to be. Cause it's literally that, that, that spur of the moment, right? That's, that's your sermon, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so whatever it happens to be that week, that's, that's what I decided to talk about. And, um, it, surprisingly it's, it's gone really well and, and, um, introduced me to some folks that, that, that I didn't know before. So, so it's opened some doors. So it's, it's done what it was supposed to do. Absolutely. I, I can't stress the importance of that. I mean, before you started doing the Friday freeze, I had no idea who you were. You know what right. I mean? I saw that first one and that's when we connected on LinkedIn and that's when we set this up a couple of days after. And, and, and what it's doing is it's not just Friday freeze, but maybe this podcast, maybe something else that you do. It's going to, it's going to expose you more to more people, more, more customers, more, uh, more companies, you know, yeah. more individuals. And I think that's, I think that's so crucial. I think that if anyone has any hesitation on doing something out, you know, thinking outside the box or putting something out there that's original, uh, doesn't have to be innovative, just, just something original, some original content. Uh, everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has an interesting story to tell. So I think, I think people should follow your footsteps, my footsteps and, and put something out there so people can listen to or, or watch or connect with. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, everybody's like, yeah, I don't do LinkedIn or I don't do this or that, you know, it, do it. Now's the, now's the time to do it. The world is changing, right? I think I saw, I think I saw uh, an interview with Nick Saban yesterday that said the, the biggest thing that's changed for him for COVID-19 is he finally got his own personal email address. Um, so, I mean, if Nick Saban can, can, can adapt to uh, technology, then we, then we all can. We all can. Yeah. Well, Nick, I appreciate you coming on. Um, is there any, uh, anything, messages or any final thoughts that you'd like to leave, uh, leave the audience besides listening to Friday freebies? That's right. Yeah, check that out. No, I uh, first of all, thanks again for having me on, man. I, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I look forward to getting to know you more um, as as this goes on. But I think, I think, like I said, kind of halfway through, I, I think the the word of the day or the buzzword is going to be adaptability. Right? We don't know what the rig count's going to look like. We don't know what you know going forward. Um, really, industry or life is going to look like. So you have to be prepared for a lot of different outcomes and scenarios um, and be adaptable. Don't say, you know what, I've never done this before, or I don't know how to do X, Y, Z, or I don't do social media. Figure it out, be adaptable and, uh, and, and overcome the obstacles that are in front of you. Yeah. I mean, amen to that. I mean, it's one of those things, I mean, get involved in social media, if, if not out of boredom, you know, I mean, I signed up for a TikTok uh, account and I'm, you know, not 16. So I just still sign up for one. So Excellent message. I appreciate you coming on, Nick. And um, I guess we'll be talking to you soon. Stay safe up there. All right. Yes, sir. Sounds good, my man. Thanks again. Right. God bless everybody. Absolutely.